0: Welcome to the Made Hoops podcast, featuring your hosts, Eric Hamford and Brian Flynn. As they take you through everything there is to know on the grassroots basketball circuit, including a spotlight on all the emerging elite middle school basketball talent from coast to coast, including the big time Made Hoops events highlighting tomorrow's college and NBA stars. Now it's time to lace them up and take the floor with Made Hoops.
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Made Hoops podcast. This is episode six. I am your host, middle school scouting director Eric Camford, and I am joined as always by our high school scouting director, Brian Flynn. Brian, how are you doing today?
0: Man, I'm feeling pretty excited. We're uh, We're heading into East Coast Championship this weekend, so let's get right into it.
1: Absolutely. It feels like just yesterday we were honestly doing the preview pod for Spooky Nook and getting ready to embark on the East Coast Winter Circuit. And now, you know, three sessions later, it seems like we have so much knowledge and have learned so much about not only the teams, but the players as well. That being said, I mean, we have a pretty loaded championship bracket. And what we're going to do for our listeners is This episode we're going to go over each one of our leagues We're going to talk about the matchups And we're going to pick our winners and who we think eventually is going to be championship winners for 8th grade Red League, 8th grade Green League, 7th grade Blue League, 7th grade Purple League, 6th grade Gray League And 6th grade White League So, let's start off the top with our 8th grade Red League Now, to start, we have two 5 versus 4 matchups First, we have number five seated expressions versus number four seated wrens. Brian, who do you like in that opening game?
0: For me, I gotta stick with the wrens here. They're really hot right now. They closed out session three strong, uh, led by Dwayne Pierce, who we've talked a bit about. Uh, Nat Tishmala continues to get better on the interior for them. Uh, Jordan Howe seems to be that third guy who's taking a step up for them and doing a lot of things that are kind of going under the radar. I think they have enough firepower to get past Expressions.
1: Yeah, the Rens, the Rens have gotten better, no doubt, throughout uh, the course of the winter circuit season. Um, expressions, on the other hand, what I really do like about Expressions is they have you know, one of the best point guards in the entire circuit in uh, Jeremiah Jenkins. I think he's going to be a major difference maker for them. And I think what it may come down to in this matchup is can Jaden Ramirez for the New York Rens contain what jeremiah can do from the point guard position i mean he's proven to be you know top five scorer in the league he loves to get to the rim loves to get out and transmission uh, tra- he loves to get out in transition so i think it comes down to can jaden ramirez negate what jeremiah can do and if that happens i think that you're going to see the wrens move on um who do you got so you think you think the wrens without a doubt are going to take down expressions
0: Yeah, I think that's a really good point about Ramirez. Um, I think that's definitely going to play a huge factor here. I think he does have what it takes physically and basketball IQ wise to kind of hold Jenkins in check a little bit. I don't think anyone can stop that kid on their own, but obviously expressions isn't as good as they've been in years past. So I think they're going to be able to key the defense in more on Jenkins and put pressure on those other guys to actually
1: go ahead and perform at a high level. Okay, so for the sake of us moving through the brackets and making picks, uh, we'll go with your Wrens pick. You convinced me. So let's say the Wrens move on, take down Expressions. Their next opponent is going to be the New York Lightning, the number one seed, uh, and we'll return to that matchup shortly once we go through a few of the others. So now we move down below them. We have uh, number two-seeded Team United versus number three-seeded Boo Williams. Who do you got in that matchup?
0: Yeah, Boos, the three seed coming out of the B pool, United, the two seed in the A pool. Um, Really interesting matchup. I think I'm going to have to go with United here. Uh, I've been touting Cam Scott all season, so
1: it would be wrong of me not to do so right now. I agree. I can can understand that for sure. I mean, obviously, Cam's got the star power. They have a a very talented group that plays well together. But it's almost two teams that really mirror each other. They both have very, very organized, passionate head coaches who, you know, the premium they put on their guys is playing together and playing as one unit. So I think this matchup is really going to be one of the more high-level matchups we we see throughout the entire weekend. Um, I want to say Boot Williams personally just because they do have that championship game experience. As we've already talked about, they've been here before. They won a seventh-grade championship last year. Um, but I think without a doubt, it's going to be a great game. So for the sake of uh, the, what we're doing right now with our picks, let's just go with Team United. Um, sorry, Coach Henderson. Now, moving over to the other side of the bracket, we have a playing game between number 5-seeded NJ Scholars versus number 4-seeded Uplay. Play. What is your take on that game?
0: So I think these scholars are possibly the most dangerous team in the field. Uh, it's funny to say that about a playing team, but obviously they ante- added Anthony Gilks in session two. It took some time for him to figure out how to play with Nas Cunningham. That looks to be uh, definitely going in the right direction now, and if those two can continue to click around that really strong supporting cast that they have in place, I think
1: they can overachieve here. Uh, what do you think about that game? I think this is one where we're not going to have any type of disagreement whatsoever. Um, the Scholars obviously are peaking at the right time. They're getting, you know, very cohesive as a group. Uh, they had a big win over Team United in Session Three. They're really, you know, getting hot at the right time. Now on the other side of things, UPlay is going to be without the services of their star guard AJ Osman, who is still rehabilitating a knee injury. So that's going to be a huge blow for that team. Um, I just don't see a world in which you play takes down the Scholars in that opening matchup. So you and I are both on the same page with that one. Now, moving uh, to the next game in the bracket, we have number two-seeded Team Durant versus number three-seeded final. Let's hear a little bit about this matchup, Brian. Yeah, I think it's
0: an interesting matchup just from the standpoint of we have arguably the best point guard in Ahmad Noel going against arguably the best big man in Emmanuel Ocatando. Uh, we've spent a ton of time talking about both so far this year, so I don't want to spend a ton of time there. But I think a guy like Deuce Jones, another really talented guard for final, could really play a factor, and, and Dylan C.A. on the wing. Uh, I worry about final's lack of size and being able to match up with Okitando
1: though. I agree. I think this is going to be you know, the big versus small matchup. Does, does final's speed and their ability to get out and transition – Hurt what Durant can do. But on the flip side, you know, Durant's bigger guys, like you said, Emmanuel Okatondo, he's very good as far as mobility and actually getting out and and being able to run the court. Um, If I'm going to make a pick here, I think I am going to go with team final.
0: I wouldn't expect anything less given your roots and, you know, obviously being a Pennsylvania guy, but. I think you're wrong here. I think it's going to be Duran. Okatondo has been the best big in the league so far this year, and then you have a bunch of really talented
1: wings with some size that I think are going to give problem, uh, you know, team final problems. Okay, I respect it. So let's go back to the other side of the bracket here. We we return to our number one seed, the New York Lightning, who is going to be taking on the winner of that expressions versus the New York Rens game. What do we see happening in that game? I mean
0: Lightning are gonna win. I think this is one of the least surprising results of our entire weekend
1: possibly. Wow. I mean that that cut and dry. No respect to Coach Corey Underwood and his crew. I mean that is some shots fired right there.
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa. Back up. Don't try to start a wedge between Corey and I. All I'm saying is is I've picked Lightning from the start. They haven't lost the game yet. Nothing I mean, they showed in session three that maybe they are a little bit touchable. But I, I
1: expect them to kind of get back on track and, and really be there come finale. I will, I will say that you have been on the New York Lightning train from day one, so it makes sense. And, and I do agree. I think that the New York Lightning are just, they just have too much firepower for the Rens to, uh, you know, overtake them. So let's talk about this semifinal matchup that is brewing between the New York Lightning and Team United. What are your thoughts on that matchup? Uh,
0: we've seen this game earlier in the season uh, where Lightning went ahead and won that as well. I think Cam Scott and Jaron Stevenson do have the size to kind of play a factor with Lightning's size. They're one of the few teams that can match up with them in that way. But I think Elliott Cadog and Todd Pettiford continue to be one of the best backcourts we've seen in the league this year.
1: And I think this is a game where those two can really make a difference. I agree. I have to go with the New York Lightning. One thing I'll say about this Lightning group, too, is, you know, they made a, a semifinal run last year, and they knew coming into this winter that this was their year. This group that they have is is such a strong, balanced group between guard play and, and big bodies that there's a little bit of pressure there that they really think, hey, this is the year that w- that we really can and should win it. So, I think that they're going to use that as a motivating factor, and they're really going to take every game you know, as serious as possible because this has been a business trip since day one for them. So we both have the New York Lightning punching their ticket to the 8th grade Red League championship, and now it's going to come down to who they play. So the next game that we're going to talk about, number one seeded team takeover opening against the NJ Scholars. I think this
0: is the opposite. I think this is the most interesting first-round matchup we're going to see. Um, obviously, we just talked about how scholars are a serious dark horse, and TakeOver has been very, very good at times this year with Donovan Freeman coming in and out of the lineup with like some health issues. Uh, if he's 100%, I think TakeOver can take scholars in a close game, but uh, you know,
1: I don't think the scholars should be counted out at this point. I agree. I mean... They're the hottest team in the league at this point. Not a great draw for team takeover right off the jump. But if there's any team that's built for that kind of opening round surprise, you can you can bet that Coach Stevens is not going to take this game lightly and he's going to be ready to go. So we both have team takeover uh, punching their ticket to that semifinals where they meet Team Durant, which was actually the semifinal last year where... Team Durant came out really strong. Uh, they were actually leading at halftime. And then in tr- in typical team takeover fashion, you know, they ended up controlling the entire second half. They did not get rattled uh, by anything that Team Durant threw at them in that opening half. And then they ended up, you know, running away and winning the championship. So as much as I like Durant and I think that they have a good group this year, I still got to believe in takeover. And I have Team Takeover punching their uh, ticket to the championship. What about you?
0: Yeah, I'm gonna be boring and agree with you here. I mean, Durant is really talented. I think they match up with Takeover in a way that's gonna make a really entertaining game. But I mean, we've seen it even this season. Takeover, they hit halftime, and if they're within seven points of somebody, whether up or down, they usually come out and win that game by at least six or seven on on the other end of it. So. They do a really good job of making adjustments at halftime and kind of refocusing in a way that maybe no other team in the league is able to really do, and I think that's the huge X factor for them. Absolutely.
1: So now we have our eighth grade Red League championship, the New York Lightning versus Team Takeover Grant. Now, the New York Lightning were your preseason pick, and Team Takeover Grant was my preseason pick. Are we moving off either one of those picks? Are you? No, absolutely not. I think I'm staying with my team takeover, Grant, as well. What do you think is going to be the key matchup in this game, or what do you think a few of the keys are going to be for the New York Lightning if they're going to come out on top?
0: For me, the key is, do Lightning get serious minutes from Badara Diakite? Uh, I think we're both in agreement when we say he's one of the highest upside kids in the league. He's a 2025 kid playing up in the 8th grade division can run the floor. I think where he really makes is going to make a difference, though, for them is defensively. He's quick enough laterally that he could step out and he'll be able to guard a guy like Garrett Sundra with ease. And I think that's one of the things that Takeover has really been able to use to their advantage is that they're stretch bigs. Diakite and, to a lesser extent, we know Tariq Watson can do it as well. Those guys can all st- – and even Jacob Hogarth, sorry. Like all three of those bigs can step out and guard a you know, opposing wings at times. So they're going to have no problem guarding takeover stretch bigs. And I think that's
1: going to be a key matchup here. I think that for team takeover grant to ultimately, you know, win another championship here, it's going to come down to some of the guards that we haven't talked about much this, this year. You know, we've talked about AJ Swinton. We've talked about uh, Darren Harris, we haven't talked a ton about Tavares-Riley. We haven't talked a ton about Bryson Tucker, but those are two guys who have been a staple in their lineup who bring consistency, uh, bring fearlessness, and they're ready to go at all times. And I think if they're going to negate, you know, the the Elliott Cadot and Tahad Pettiford show, that's going to really open things up for their big rangy wings. And I think that will, you know, ultimately be the factor for them. So, It looks like you and I aren't going to come to a consensus on this championship. It's either going to be the New York Lightning or Team Takeover Grant. Um, If somebody else wins it, it's going to make for great championship weekend content. But, you know, these have been the two teams from the start of league play that have shown that, you know, we look a little bit smart with the way we pick things in the preseason. So we'll see how it plays out this weekend. Now, moving on to the 8th grade Green League. We're going to start with our number one seed, Team Takeover Oladipo, matching up with the number four seeded New York Gauchos. What are your thoughts on that matchup? I think Takeover
0: Oladipo is going to go ahead and knock them off. Uh, Gauchos have been really tough all year. They found their way into championship weekend, um, despite being shorthanded at different points throughout the year. But I think Takeover Oladipo is just a little too loaded for the Gauchos to
1: be able to match up with. I would agree with that. I think that for the Gauchos, Danny Carbuccia, he has to have a huge game if they're going to have a shot in this. I think his matchup against Tyler Boston is going to be huge. But at the end of the day, I mean... Take over depot. they're going to be hard to stop. I mean, they have Caleb Williams on the wing. Uh, they have 6'7 Gop Cody, who not only rebounds, he's a shot blocker, and he's actually been able to score the ball a little bit better than earlier in the winter circuit. Um, I just think it's too much for the Gauchos to overcome. So let's move below them in the bracket. We have number two seeded Free Bands versus number three seeded fidants. How do you see that matchup playing out?
0: I think this is more chalk. I think Free Bands has a lot of really talented guards, and they are really starting to turn it on. You know, it's funny to say that somebody's turning it on when they had their worst session in session three, where they went two and one, as opposed to, you know, being previously undefeated. But that loss is to the one seed in Durant um, in a really entertaining game. So I think Free Bands is kind of hitting their stride at the right time. Um, and finance is tough, you know, they're Philly tough, but. I just don't think they have enough to get it done on that end. What are your thoughts on that one, though?
1: I agree. Uh, I just don't see Fidans being able to beat Freeban's elite. Um, I really like uh, point guard Kafik Myers for Fidans. I think he's you know one of the best point guards in the Mid Atlantic region that not many people are talking about or know about. But the bottom line is. He's going to be going against, you know, a free bands backcourt that is not only talented, but they are tough and they are strong. So the bottom line is Kafiq's going to need, you know, a ton of help. Jake Kamiski's going to have to shoot the ball extremely well, and they're going to need some of their inside guys to play uh, very well as well. So I just don't see that. Basically, they're going to have to play their best game and their best basketball, probably the entire winter circuit, to take down Free Bands, and I just don't see that happening. So we agree on that one. That sets up a semifinal matchup between Team Takeover Oladipo versus Free Bands Elite. How do you see that playing out?
0: Again, I'm going to take Takeover. Uh, I think Gop Cody is definitely going to be the major X factor this weekend. Obviously, he talked about Caleb Williams as well. Um, You know, Free Bands has been very good this year, and they've definitely been letting people know about it as they've gone throughout the season. Um, they haven't had to face TakeOver yet, and we know that TakeOver kind of takes things with a very business-like approach, and I think those kind of two clashing mentalities might play out, and in playoffs, give the team that's going to come in with the with the
1: business approach here. Never a bad pick to go against Team TakeOver, as we know. However, I will say one, thi- one piece that was missing for Freeband's Elite during session three was Jordan Key, who I believe will be at championship weekend. So that's another super talented guard. Uh, South Florida kid who is going to be in the mix. And I'm going to go with free bands elite here. I just think they have too many weapons. Uh, obviously, I expect it to be a very close game, but I'm going to roll with free bands in this one. So we're going to disagree. Um, And we're going to move to the other bracket where we have number one seeded Durant and their first matchup is going to be with number four seed Milbank. How do you see that playing out? I would
0: love to say that Milbank is going to beat Durant, but I honestly don't believe that. Durant is still undefeated at 10-0. They beat Free Bands in session three. They are the strongest team arguably in this entire field. Well, by record, 10-0, they are the strongest team in this field. And, honestly, I'm getting a little mad at myself right now because this has been chalk, chalk, chalk for me in green. But I just don't think Milbank has the firepower to stick with Durant at all.
1: Agreed. I'm, I'm 100% with you on Team Durant. I don't think that this is where their season ends. Um, and, honestly, I don't think Milbank has a chance. So, moving down, we have number 2 seed New York Lightning versus number 3 seed Team Breakdown North. What are your thoughts on that matchup?
0: I do think this is going to be a really interesting game because Breakdown North does have size both in the interior and on the wing. Uh, A big X factor for me in this game is going to be Lightning Guard Brendan Hamilton. Uh, He spent some time playing point guard this season. He spent some time playing out on the wing this season. Uh, Super stocky kid at like 5'11 or so. Uh, Quick first step, but I think his defense is really going to be a factor here. He's a bulldog of a defender. Uh, super smart. And again, with those quickness and that strength, he's really able to push a lot of guys out of being comfortable and off the ball. And I think if he can do that to team breakdowns, North's point guards, then they're going to have a really hard time initiating that offense and Lightning are going to get that win.
1: Okay. So you're confident that it's going to be Lightning? Yeah. I mean, is that not the theme of this podcast for me? Yeah. You're a New York homer. I get it. I am going to go with number three-seeded Team Breakdown North. Like you said, they do have you know significant size everywhere on the court. I do think Reggie Lewis is going to have to play a huge game for Breakdown North, but they've had a very good winter circuit, and I think it continues, and I think they're going to punch their ticket into the semifinals. So whoever wins that game, whether it's the New York Lightning or Team Breakdown North from Canada, they are going to have to go against Team Durant. How do you see that semifinal matchup playing out? I think this is where it gets interesting. Um,
0: I think that if it's lightning, that those kids are tough enough. You know, a kid like Jack Garcia can really throw people off um, as like a 6-3 combo forward. who's just super tough and been super productive this year. Um, You know, Durant might get a little bit comfortable, especially if they're coming off a first round win. And I think if that's the
1: case, they can be caught. So are you are you saying right now that the New York Lightning are going to punch their ticket to the championship in the 8th grade green division? At this point, I really think that this is my shtick, and I need to stick to it. Wow. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, okay, so I'm going to go with Team Durant, and I think basically that that championship matchup is going to be— Uh, a matchup from session three that we talked about already, where it's going to be free bands elite versus team Durant. I think ultimately Jordan key is going to be a huge difference maker in this game. One thing from the session three game where they played was free bands elite was in control. The majority of that game until Tony Durant decided to move to a zone. And once he moved to a zone at the end of the second half, things kind of fell apart for free bands I got to believe that they remember that and they're going to come prepared to counter in Championship Weekend. That being said, I do think at the end of the day, Team Durant knows how they're going to want to counter as well. They've obviously done scattering reports on each other. From day one, they've seen each other as the ultimate you know, competition in this division, not to take anything away from Team Takeover, but Takeover's kind of been you know, lurking on the outside looking in when it comes to these two seeing each other as their biggest feared opponent. So I'm going to have to say that Free Bands ends up winning this championship and uh, ends up getting the revenge from that Session 3 loss. What is your take? How do you see it playing out? You have a completely different championship game here between Team Takeover, Oladipo, and the New York Lightning.
0: Yeah, so for me... I'm having a hard time looking at the TakeOver-Lightning matchup just picking Lightning blindly here. I think TakeOver is bigger in a way that can really affect Lightning. I think they're tougher. I think they have more experience as far as being in this setting. Um, I hate to say it, but I think if this is my championship matchup, that I have to take TakeOver.
1: Okay. Again, smart pick. So in 8th grade green... You're going with Team Takeover Oladipo, and I'm going with Free Bands Elite. Now, moving down to our seventh grade blue division. Very, very strong division from top to bottom. Um, A lot of talented kids. There were a lot of great games. There are some teams who didn't even make the championship weekend that are extremely, extremely good teams. So it's going to be a war every single one of these games. Let's start off with our number one seed, the New York Gauchos. They're going to be matched up with number four seeded Boo Williams. Give us your breakdown. Yeah. So to me, I
0: think this is arguably the most interesting matchup that we're going to see in seventh grade first round just from the standpoint of... Boo Williams did finish four and three in division six and four, but obviously Carmelo Swinton and Jamal Brown are two of the better kids in the entire league. Uh, They haven't been able to get that to translate into wins in a meaningful way yet, which is why they're the four seed. But I think with those two guys, they were able to stick with anybody else in this, in this division. Um, That being said, Gauchos are 9-1, so I think it's going to be closer than everyone realizes, especially for a 1-4, but I am going to take Gauchos to barely edge out a really talented Boo Williams team.
1: Yeah, and and the Gauchos are 9-1 for a reason. You know, they got a a strong group. It's a deep group. Um, They're going to be ready for this. I think at the end of the day, they know that the easiest way to get past Boo Williams is to... Lock up Jamal Brown. Now, that's obviously easier said than done, but I think the Gauchos are obviously the team to do it. And I think the problem for Boo Williams is they just don't have the depth outside of Carmelo Swinson and Jamal Brown. So I think it's going to be the Gauchos as well. Let's move down and talk about number two seeded final versus number three seed each one teach one. Now... This game already happened in a previous session, and it actually ended with each one each one storming back and stealing a game from final, which makes for great content going into this weekend because team final, that was an epic collapse for them, and their guys were visibly upset after that game. So you got to believe when the brackets were released, they saw this, and their eyes lit up because I think they're going to come ready, and I think they're going to win this game. Um, and I don't know if it's going to be close. I think final is is really locked in. I love their perimeter pieces that they have. And I think that the revenge factor in this is what's going to swing the pendulum.
0: You mentioned the perimeter prospects there. Uh, Judah Hidalgo is obviously the one that comes to mind immediately for me. Um, and then on the opposite side, you have Jameer Jones for each one, teach one. Um, for me, I prefer Hidalgo. Obviously, very different players in a sense, but... I think he's the kind of kid who's going to remember that collapse that you're talking about and have him have it fuel him. And he's going to be the engine that makes that final team go.
1: Yeah, I'm a huge Jameer Jones fan for the record. Yeah. Um, and they obviously have some prospects on their team as well. So it it's, it's going to be an interesting game. I mean there's there's talent all over the court in that one and I'm I'm really happy that that's an opening game in the 7th grade blue division. Now let's move across the bracket. We're going to talk about number 1 seed U Play Collective versus number 4 seed Team Durant. Let's get a breakdown for that. Yeah, I mean U Play
0: has been very good all year finishing 8 and 2 over and all, about 7 and 0 oh in their division. Um, you know, Keon has been one of the best bigs. We've talked about him quite a bit this year. I think that ultimately they're going to be able to win this fairly comfortably over Durant. Um, Durant's no slouch, though. I mean, they're 7-3, 5-2 in division. Uh, they've been very tough. They just really are there more of a factor of that their two division losses came to each one, to each one, and two Gauchos. So, you know, when you lose that, there's no way you're going to end up as anything more than a three-seed.
1: I think this game has, you know, a lot of makings for a classic in it. Team Durant is better than their four seed. They've just they've had highs and lows this winter. They've had some really, really impressive wins, and they've had a few losses that were they're a little bit head scratching. I do think at the end of the day that it is going to be you play collective, but Durant. You, you kind of never know which version of them you're going to get, which makes them one of those teams that's extremely dangerous in a tournament style format. But we're both going to go with You Play Collective, and then we're going to move on to who their opponent in the semifinals would be, which is either number two seeded Black Ops or number three seed the New York Rens. Since it's a New York City matchup, let's get your opinion on it. Uh,
0: I've been very open about how much I've enjoyed watching Black Ops and particularly Kaden Mingo this year. Um, I'm conflicted because Rens are very similarly built in the sense that they have three really talented perimeter guys Um, That's a team. That's really coming and playing its best basketball right now. They looked really good in session three Uh, I think the big X factor for me here is black ops forward Elijah small He's been playing really well the past two sessions now rebounding at a high clip kind of being really active. I think ultimately he's a guy who will move out to the wing but I think for them to be successful this weekend, he's going to have to be a factor and play bigger than he actually is, which is what he's been doing all season. Um, I agree. As a non-New Yorker,
1: what are your takes on this one? I think it's going to come down to the guard play. Like you said, I mean, Caden Mingo's been a stud this winter. Um, I love the way he plays. The Wrens are no slouch, though. I mean, between Joseph Jennings... Uh, And Xavier Caesar, they have a really strong backcourt. But I just think Black Ops is going to be too much for them to deal with. So let's talk about semifinals. We have on one side the New York Gauchos as the number one seed versus number two seeded team final. Going to go with my pick on that one. Who do you see winning that matchup? I'm sorry, did you just say you're taking final over Gauchos? Oh, no, no, no. I'm just saying I was going with final over each one, teach one. So I was moving final into that semifinal and then I'm asking who you're going to take. I mean, fair, sorry. Well, then I jumped the gun. I'm actually going
0: to take final on this one. Um, Again, I think it's a matchup of two teams that are fairly similarly built, and for me, when it comes down to that, especially when they play a very similar style, I always go with highest talent wins out, and for me, that's shoot at
1: Hidalgo. So I'm going to go ahead and probably throw some people off here and take team final over gauchos surprise pick okay i'm with it i'm with it i'm gonna disagree here i'm going with the new york gauchos like i said they're nine and one for a reason we're gonna keep riding the gauchos train right into the championship game on the other side of the bracket we're gonna have you play collective versus black ops in the semis who you got
0: i have to take black ops specifically from a branding standpoint but i do really believe that if somebody like kaden or anthony gets hot from beyond the arc that they can really do damage to a you play team that is pretty big and does have some talented guards but i do think black ops holds the advantage there
1: okay i'm also going to go with black ops punching their ticket into that seventh grade blue league championship game which makes it for you you believe it's going to be a team final versus black ops affair how do you see that championship game playing out I got to stick
0: with my rule here, and I think that Judah Hidalgo is the best player
1: in that game, so I will also take final. Okay. I am going to go with the New York Gauchos as your 7th grade Blue League champions, and with that, we're going to move over to the purple division. In 7th grade purple, our number one seed overall is going to be the New Jersey Show Shots, and they're going to be taking on the number four seeded team, South Carolina Unleashed. Thoughts on that game?
0: I believe that Shore Shots is undefeated for a reason. Um, They've been just absolutely killing
1: people this season, and I don't think that stops in round one. I agree. I'm rolling with Shore Shots as well. Uh, Moving down to the next game, we have the number two seed, Brampton Warriors, playing the number three seeded Rising Stars Elite. Who do you got? So, yes,
0: I'm going to have to take Rising Stars specifically because of Jawan Smith do-it-all wing who will play some point guard for them at times will play in the post for them at times uh six two pushing six three if i'm being generous um he's an extremely interesting long term guy which is what initially drew me to watching them but he's been very productive and been the leader for this team moving forward so i'm going to take them in round one
1: i'm going to agree with you uh i like rising stars as well um They've had some close games that if they would have converted, their seating would have been different. And I believe that they're going to put their best foot forward heading into championship weekend. So that means they'll be punching their ticket into the semifinals where they'll meet the New Jersey Shore Shots. In that game, I got I to gotta stick with the Shore Shots. I mean, they're undefeated for a reason, like you said. Uh, their big man, David Mungro, is just going to be too much for Juwan Smith and company to deal with. What are your thoughts? As much as that
0: hurts me to say, I agree with you here. Um, I'm starting to get a little tired of us agreeing, but for me, it's as much of Mungro's dominance on the interior as it is Mike Rice's dominance over most guys as a coach. Um, Watching him coach seventh grade basketball is certainly an experience. And for me, I think it's going to be what ultimately
1: gets them to the championship game. All right, moving to the other side of the bracket, we have number one seeded Grind Academy versus number four seed uh, Boo Williams. Thoughts on that matchup? Grind Academy was
0: undefeated, I believe, going into session three. Mm-hmm. Uh, they took two losses, which is a little concerning, but I do think they're going to be able to turn it around, and
1: I don't think round one is where they're going to bow out. I agree. I'm with you on that one. And then we move down to two-seeded Blue Wave Elite versus number 3 seed Black Ops DC. Give us the rundown. All right. So I already know what
0: your pick is without you even saying it. You're going to say Blue Blue Wave Elite. Uh, You're welcome. I'm going to actually go opposite here. I'm going to go with my guys from DC with Black Ops. Um, Canada's been one of the best point guards in purple. Uh, There's certainly a number of other guys on that team that are really talented as well. Uh, When they can get out and run, they're arguably the most dangerous offense around. So if they can quicken the pace, which, you know, honestly, Blue Wave doesn't isn't really opposed to running as well. So I think this matchup kind of favors uh, Black Ops DC. Okay,
1: you were correct. I I was going to go with Blue Wave Elite, but we'll, we'll take your pick Black Ops DC. So. How do we feel about Black Ops DC versus the New Jersey Shore Shots?
0: Shore Shots, Mike Rice for the championship.
1: Wow. I think think we're in agreement there that it's going to be Shore Shots. Do we think Grind Academy has any chance at all in this bracket? From semifinals to championship. Is there a world in which they completely run the table here based on the way that they played heading into session three that we're overlooking them. Maybe I think we're kind of down on them right now because of how
0: they closed out, but I just don't trust anyone more than I trust Mungro
1: and rice to get stuff done. Okay. I'm with you on that. Let's say seventh grade purple. It's going to be the new Jersey shore shots. Uh, Let's head to the sixth grade gray league. We start here with uh, two different wildcard matchups on Friday night at Competitive Edge Sports in King of Prussia, Pennsylvania. We have the number four seed Team United versus number five seed BABC Prep, and then we also have number four seeded Aim High versus number five seed Toronto City Elite. Now, in the first matchup, Team United versus B.A.B.C. Prep. B.A.B.C. Prep has been another one of those teams that's a Jekyll and Hyde team. One game they come out and they blow somebody out, and then the next game they get blown out. I mean, they have some talented pieces. They have one of the best point guards that I've seen in that class is in Antonio Pemberton. Uh, I think at the end of the day they're going to put their best foot forward, and B.A.B.C. is going to come out on top in that matchup. Do you have any thoughts on that matchup? My first
0: thought is that Rob Noonan is off somewhere smiling listening to this because he loves Pemberton, and for good reason. I think you bring up a good point, though. They're very Jackal and Hyde, and I think they kind of go as Pemberton goes. If he shows up, they win. If he doesn't, they lose. Um, that's a really tough thing to deal with when you're going into a championship weekend. So I think they might be the team that loses this one.
1: Now, heading into our other four-versus-five matchup. Really intriguing. You have Aim High, who has, you know, one of the best overall players in the country in that grade, and Caleb Holt, and Toronto City Elite, who is the number one seed heading into session three of play in the sixth grade league. I personally am gonna go with Aim High here. I think Caleb's gonna to be too hard uh too much to handle. Do you have any thought on uh Toronto City Elite and do you believe that they can take down Aim High?
0: So we're going to agree here again, and I know this is getting repetitive, but Caleb Holt is absolutely one of the best kids in the class in the country, and Toronto City Elite is moving in the absolute wrong direction. Uh, we saw how that affected them in the final game of session three. I think that if they're going to pull this out, they need to come in with that chip on their shoulder and be ready
1: to play, but I think Holt ultimately is going to be too much for them. OK, so we'll head to the other side of the bracket here, which leads us to number one seed Black Ops versus B.A.B.C. Prep. I think we're both going to agree that Black Ops is just going to be too much for B.A.B.C. to handle. Am I correct in that thinking? That is correct. OK, which moves us to an all takeover matchup for a ticket to the semifinals. You're going to have team takeover Heart as the number two seed versus number three seed E. Green takeover in this one. It's like flipping a coin. I'm going to go with the higher seed. You have team takeover heart. Do you agree, disagree with my line of thinking or the pick? No, I think you're right.
0: I think it's a 50% chance that either team comes out with this victory. Uh, That being said, I will take E green takeover.
1: Alright, a little bit of a difference. I'm with that. So we move to the other side of the bracket. We have number one seeded Team Jacko playing aim high. I think this is the most dangerous game of this tournament because of how good Caleb Holt is. Team Jacko, obviously very talented, but there's nobody in this lead that can stop Caleb Holt. I'm going to ride with Jacko based on depth. Do you agree? Disagree? So I'm going to disagree
0: here. And I'm going to go ahead and take aim high. Um, I think I've made it clear my feelings on top end talent. I think Jacko is certainly the deeper team, but I think if Hulk can get hot that he can probably take them out on his own.
1: It's valid. It, it's definitely valid. We'll see how it plays out. Then we go to the other game that will send a team to the semifinals. It will be number two seed above all cost and number three seed, the Riverside Hawks. For me, Above all cost, is just going to be too much to handle for the Riverside Hawks. What are your thoughts?
0: No, I and I do agree with you there. Um, above all costs has been one of the most entertaining teams of the entire gray 6th division. Um, Jamal McKnight is a 5th grader. has been really, really entertaining. Uh, he's been absolutely killing people. The team is definitely more than him, but I think they are
1: absolutely going to be able to knock off Riverside. Okay, so that would set up... For you, specifically, if you have an aim-high versus above-all-cost matchup, that would mean you would probably get the two best bigs in that league together with Holt versus above-all-cost TJ Moultrie. For me, I think it comes down to above-all-cost, just has too many guards, and I can't go against that. So I'm going with above-all-cost if we're riding with your aim-high pick from uh, the round before. What are your thoughts on this?
0: Yeah, so for me, I think above all costs, is just far too talented. Uh, for Aim High as a whole, I think Holt would be really interesting, but I do think that above all costs has more than enough guys who are going to be able to kind of guard him by committee, and I think that for Aim High to get here, they're going to have to expend a ton of energy, and I think they fall just short.
1: All right, that sets up a sixth-grade Grey League championship game between... Black Ops and Above All Costs, which, as we all know, Session 3, they had an absolute war in Washington, D.C. Do you see this game playing out any differently in King of Prussia on a neutral site? I don't. Um, I think Black Ops did a
0: really good job of playing in an atmosphere that was really high-tense and definitely felt like you know, even with the amount of people there, it did feel a little bit like Black Ops was the away team. Um, I think that kind of prepares them going into this weekend. And I think they're going to be our ultimate championship our championship team here.
1: All right. I'm going to disagree. I'm going with above all Cost. I think they're going to take what they learned from session three. They're going to use it as fuel, and they're going to be the ones that are the last team standing in that division. So now we'll move to the final sixth grade white division, where We'll have number one seeded ASA Select taking on the number four seed NJ Scholars. How do you see that matchup uh, playing out to start? I think it's the
0: most interesting matchup of the white division in the first round. Um, Scholars are six and four only by record. They're actually six and oh in the events they showed up for. Um, they were not able to make it to session one. Uh, they're backed by Mackenzie McBacco's little brother. Um, and Javon Quinterly's little brother, you know, baby JQ, everyone's already calling him. Those two kids are really, really talented. And um, obviously they've been undefeated since they've shown up. So I think that they could potentially spring an upset here. But again, speaking of undefeated, so is ASA Select. Um, I'm going to you know what? I'm going to go for it. I'm going to say
1: Scholars here. All right. I am going to go with ASA Select. I'm just not going to go against a team that's been undefeated. Um, they have multiple weapons. They're well-coached. It's just a very good group overall. But I do think they got a terrible draw here. I think that the Scholars are much better, like you said, than the record indicates, and they're capable of beating you know just about anyone in this. So let's move down to the number two seed, the Blueprint, taking on number three seed, Rising Stars Elite. What's your pick? I'm going to go ahead and stick with Chalk here.
0: Blueprint has been really impressive this season. Um, their only losses have really come to teams that are seated ahead of them. Um, to me, I think they're going to be able
1: to get this done fairly easily. I agree. I'm going to go with Blueprint as well. Moving across the bracket, we have number one seated Team Unleashed, South Carolina, versus number four seated Boo Williams. Thoughts on this matchup?
0: Yeah, Boo Williams did what they needed to do to qualify in session three, and congratulations to them for it. Um, USC Unleashed has been unquestionably
1: one of the best teams we've seen in that division this year, so let me stick with them. Yep, I'm going with USC Unleashed. I think they just have too many weapons, and, you know, they were. You know, just about undefeated as well. That was a tough lo- a loss they took in session three, or else we'd be talking about them as an undefeated team as well. Let's move to number two seeded DC United versus number three seeded Brampton Warriors, uh, an All Canada matchup. I'm going to go with DC United. I had a chance to watch them uh, in session three. They have a few different rangy guys who make a lot of plays happen around the rim, and they score a lot of points. So I'm not going to go against D.C. United here. How do you feel like this matchup is going to play out?
0: Yeah, you mentioned that already, but D.C. United has one of the uh, best offenses that I've seen in this division this season. Uh, it's going to be really hard for me to go against them, and I'm not going to do that here.
1: All right, so that would set up a semifinal between Team South Carol- or Team Unleashed South Carolina versus DC United. I'm going with uh, Team Unleashed. I think that they just have too many weapons. They have, you know, one of the most electric point guards in the league, and Yale Davis. And I think he's going to carry them into that championship game. Do you agree? Do you disagree?
0: I am going to go ahead and disagree here. We mentioned that USC Unleashed does have that one loss that was kind of a bit of surprise for us coming in session three. Um, I think that showed that they are beatable, um, that somebody can catch them on the right day. And I think if anybody's capable of putting up points in bunches, it's DC United.
1: All right. I like it. Uh, Let's move to the other side of the bracket where you have the NJ Scholars playing the the blueprint. I have ASA Select playing the blueprint. Who do you think punches their ticket to the championship game?
0: I started it in round one. I'm going to have to stick with it here. Give me the
1: Scholars. All right. I am going to go with ASA Select. I think, again, they're going to be too deep for the blueprint. They have an impressive guard in Corey Dixon, who is the son of... Former Maryland Terrapin National Championship and star uh, Juan Dixon. And they also have a really talented uh, front court wing prospect in Karan Wheeler. But I think ASA has too many weapons. I'm going with ASA. So for me, I have a championship matchup of ASA Select versus Team Unleashed South Carolina. I think ultimately, end of the day, between the point guard play of Justin Yuri and the points that they get on the wing from Patrick Ot and Alexander Egbuono, I think ASA Select is going to represent Massachusetts and take home a 6th grade white championship. What are your thoughts on your championship game, which is going to be completely different than mine?
0: Yeah, so for me, I'm going to go ahead and take Scholars to win it all. Um, again, on paper, that seems a lot crazier than... It sounds, just because from the standpoint of, again, their only four losses came by forfeit. This is arguably the most talented team. I do think ASA Select is probably the team that will give them the toughest fight overall this weekend. But if they can get past ASA Select, which I think they will, I think that means that scholars run to the championship.
1: All right. So in the 6th grade white division, we finally had uh, a few differences. Overall, um I'm really curious to see if if we look like complete morons after this weekend plays out. I think that because of the depth and talent of all of our leagues, uh there's a chance that we miss on, you know, most of these championships. So, I'm excited to see how it plays out. I don't care if I'm right. I don't care if I'm wrong. I, I just want to see some great games, and I think that's exactly what we're going to get at Competitive Edge Sports this weekend. All right, that does it for this episode. Thank you for tuning in to Episode 6 of the Made Hoops podcast. Please make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to follow Made Hoops' social platforms, Instagram and Twitter, at Made Hoops. You can find me on social media at Eric underscore Hamford. Brian, where can the listeners find you on social? You can find me on Instagram at Hoops and on Twitter at beeflinmade. Also, be sure to check out our partner at Pure Hoops Media for their extensive storytelling, insight, and analysis in the world of basketball. Till next time.